0: Are you starting or am I All starting? right, welcome okay, to... Wait, me? All right, welcome to the Companion Podcast. We're just messing with you guys. Yeah, today. Hey, thanks for tuning in again um, as we have the, this podcast. The Companion to the Message today um, was an amazing message, so obviously I said today. We're filming on Sunday. Uh, it, we wanted to do it while it was fresh. Yep. And it was an awesome sermon. Yep,
1: it was really awesome because it's... it's it really is starting to feel like um, you're taking this big idea that he's having to. It feels like he's kind of he's a rock skipping over this really really deep pond of oh, eschatology, yeah. which is the our big Scrabble word for the study of end times, mm-hmm. where he's referencing it all and he's calling our mind to it. But really, what he's what he's been doing is is he's getting l- less lost in the weeds of, you know, he's touching on all the things and the way that we can kind of see them in our world, but then he's tying it down to, especially today, Father's Day, um, he Mm -hmm. tied it to um, masculinity and what that means and how we behave nowadays and what men are responsible for. And by responsible, um, to clarify, when he said men are responsible for the family, we're responsible for the church, and the spiritual side of things means we'll have to answer for it. Doesn't mean we run it unequivocally, authoritatively, Mm Like it means we will answer for it, and therefore we the impetus is on us to to be a leader in those places, especially among spiritual things. Absolutely, and today that's where we're going to spend the majority
0: of our time is talking about. uh, Really, it's not going to be toxic masculinity, though that is something that uses. Uh, what we're going to talk about is abuse of scripture, abuse of right? scripture yeah. taking scripture. And when we don't read it fully, when we don't understand the context, uh, we can use God's word to yep. manipulate hurt, and and use people. So mm-hmm. I, re- I really think it, it comes down to selfishness. But I did want to say one thing yep. about the sermon before we get into how do we rightly handle the scripture, whether it's men, whether we have kids or not, it's yep. like as men, as fathers or whoever you are, Any how Christian. do we rightly understand and apply the scripture? And especially those that have authority mm-hmm. in the church where mm-hmm. the most damage can be done. Uh, but the first thing that I wanted to say from the sermon, that was just like a, wow. Oh my gosh. I can see that happening. Leveraging world peace yep. to forfeit freedom I think that's just really it, right? Using peace to forfeit freedom. If we're going to have one world government, if we're going to have one leader and one Mm -hmm. currency, we will forfeit freedom for peace. And I would say just in my own lifetime, having gone through COVID-19, we forfeited freedoms for safety, mm-hmm. so it happens. Mm-hmm. Like we, we live through it. Um, there's there would be a hundred examples if we had time of like for safety or peace,
1: we'll forfeit stuff. I think it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. I wish I would have thought to to have that with me. But there's one that's, that's or one of the one of the founding fathers talked about the 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 quickest way that people will give up freedoms is if you promise them security. It's not a, And it's not to jump on this train of there's a big conspiracy and all the media is working together, but, but there's definitely things moving in this world towards fear, and fear is the number one tool to say, oh, are, hey, this is really scary. Watch out. you got to watch out for this. Hey, you know what could protect about that? One World Bank.
0: And Galen talked about that with a, the with a gentleman he's been referring to with the World Bank. They yep. said with these global events, yeah. uh, especially with a pandemic, yep. for them it was opportunity yep. to try to put things into place where there's more conformity. There's one thing. It's simple. Yeah. It works. It helps you. It helps the world. And I just – anyways, that was like my thing to land the plane quickly on that thought was just like, okay – Thank you, Galen, for helping us to look forward. As you're seeing that rock skipping across the lake to say we want to touch on some things, there's so much that we don't know how it's actually going to happen. But, man, as you look where that rock is skipping, you're like, we're we're closer than we might have thought we were. And when he talked about one government and all this one stuff, but it's like, yes, I think the world very much would sacrifice Mm -hmm. freedoms and autonomy for the sake of peace or safety. I could see it. Well,
1: especially when you've got – the the AI where we watched a clip of in Germany, I think it was in Germany, there was a um, a, a Catholic mass that was run basically by a chat mm. and people, you know, they, they had different thoughts about it, but the idea being, and now the things you can do with Photoshop with AI and the things you can do with video with AI, it's kind of like photographic and video evidence are kind of going to be out of the picture mm-hmm. and it's going to be almost, it's going to make it really, really hard to see those deceptions because well, things are going to be so believable because oh, yeah. computers will get so smart they'll know what we'll believe. Absolutely. And then and then one quick side note, and
0: then let's jump into yeah, let's uh, the <laughs> article I grabbed uh was actually the, the word they use was weaponizing, weaponizing scripture. Right. Yeah. And anybody can do it, especially men, because men are given more responsibility and authority in the yeah. Bible. So we can misuse that. But here's the difference. Uh, this could be a, a separate podcast on its own. Yeah. What is the difference between teaching and preaching and, and even the difference between a non-Christian reading the Bible Mm -hmm. and a Christian reading the Bible without the Holy spirit, we cannot interpret the things of God without the Holy spirit. You cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Guess what? AI will never have the Holy Holy Spirit. spirit. So you can have AI that's taking all sorts of information and data and compiling a message. Great. That's teaching, but preaching is this divine act where we're in the word of God. The pastor has been studying the word of God. The spirit of God has been bringing all this together. And the spirit through the preacher is giving the message to the congregation. There's a invisible power that will never come through AI.
1: It also brings us back to the other thing that Galen was talking about. And that is the um, the thing that's almost more dangerous than any of these. And that's the nominal Christian reading the Bible Yes, is the Christian who, or the person who calls himself a Christian, mm. but has not walked that walk. Um, as Paul, uh, as First John talks about, says, for if, if you walk around and say that you're a follower of Christ, but you hate your brother, the truth is not in you. You don't have that light. That, that Jesus isn't abiding you, abiding in you, if you are not following, actually following Christ. These people who claim to be Christians, because we we've all known these people who will who will grab any ideology they can if it makes them feel bigger if it allows them to push their own personal agenda, if it allows them to uh, domineer other people, Mm -hmm. and that might be Christianity, that might be a a, uh, political philosophy, whatever it is. These people gravitate Mm -hmm. towards these things. To tie that back in, though, the nominal Christian— Reading the scripture is almost more dangerous because there is no Holy Spirit, and there's and and there's an obvious misintent that gets put in there. Is then you have um, these people, what we're going to talk about, who use scripture to in the wrong way. And like you said, that word is perfect. We they weaponize it because they use it as a weapon against other people.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know what comes to mind for you when you say nominal. Nominal. I think of like ineffective. I don't know what the definition would be, but I know the way that Galen used it was like someone that is essentially using Christianity for their own benefit. I mean, in the context he shared, I know that's, that's what Galen was was conveying is like not someone that is authentically following Christ that is submitting their life to Christ in, in humility. Yeah. Uh, It was someone that was like, What is you got it? What is the definition?
1: So, the definition of nominal, um, and I looked up just to make sure is something that exists in name only. Um, Mm. so the so, or the other the other definition is something that's far below the real value of a thing that's that's actually a currency,
0: counterfeit, counterfeit, counterfeit. So, maybe that could be something in the sense of like, well, uh, this person says they're a Christian, there's times that they act like a Christian. But man, are there massive disconnects yeah. from Jesus to them? Yeah. And the word Christian means little Christ. Yeah, the word Christian means little Christ. We are we are supposed to be, uh, every day through our choices and our time in the Word, making ourselves more into the image of Christ. That's yep. the that word sanctification yep. is the process of becoming like Christ. Justification difference in that word is that when we believe and we confess, uh, that Jesus is Lord and savior, we, we, we believe in his life, death, resurrection, mm-hmm. we are justified. You die like any time after that, you're going to heaven. Yeah. You are justified by the blood of Christ. Sanctification is a process. Yeah. And so this nominal, it's like this counterfeit Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know that it's even real. Yeah. But other people think you are. And and so one thing we talked about before the episode is like nominal um, and fundamental. There are some fundamental yeah, there are believers that are also damaging.
1: Yeah, there are definitely um, a while ago we talked about... Uh, different ways the gospel gets misused. And we talked about how you you kind of think of it like a bowling lane. There's Mm -hmm. that center, there's that right path, and then there's your gutter on either side. And you have to try to build these bumpers in. And on the one side was legalism, and on the other side was cheap grace, which was what we were talking about. On the one side, you could have a nominal Christian who's a Christian in name only, doesn't actually live it, but then tries to use a scripture. And then on the other side, you have a fundamentalist, which is someone who is, again, trying to use, um, use a scripture in kind of a wrong way to control everything.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to, uh, we, as the companion podcast. And you know, my heart is like application application. Application, Like how does this really matter? So rather than talk about the concept, we're going to get into a couple scriptures and see how this can be misused. And also, you know, caveat is I'm not saying this is the perfect interpretation, but I believe it's going to be in the heart with what Galen was talking about with what Cheyenne Hills is prescribing to their church. Uh, so let's get into right here. I looked up this article. Um, it's in, uh, Charisma News. I don't know what Charisma News is about, but I just yeah. Googled weaponizing scripture. And yeah. so the article is interesting because some of the things it brought to mind, I would definitely agree with. Yep. So the number one thing they said in this Charisma News article for weaponizing scripture, Ephesians 5, 23 through 31, mm-hmm. to coerce submission from their wives. Men using Ephesians 5, 23 through 31, to force submission. And so you guys, Casey... Yeah. And you, you, yeah.
1: Sorry, and you guys have heard this one, and Galen referenced it too. It's funny that Galen, it's the one Galen talked about. It says, mm-hmm. wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body. But they forget then, 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her. He spared
0: Nothing. Nothing
1: to love and serve her and empower her with life. Yeah. So, so it, the people they stop at saying, well, it says submit to me. All that submit means is saying like uh, the way we again the way you submit yourself to the church is saying, okay, I'm going to come in and if I have a question and it needs to be solved, like I'm going to ask my fellow Christians, I'm going to ask my pastor, I'm going to have I'm going to allow someone to kind of lead me. But then it also goes on to say submit to one another. But the big balancing thing, and this is something that we talked about on, on the podcast podcast, I think it'll be I think it's coming out on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, is that there's a balance to everything that God does. And so he doesn't just say wives submit to your husbands. He says, husbands, love uh, love your wives, and they say, Oh, well, I love you, so you have to do what I say. It's like, no, like Christ love the church, which means you will die for her mm-hmm. sanctification. You will die for her well-bearing well-being he cherished the church so much that he spent his whole life in all of his ministry setting up to where the church could grow and be fruitful and be and be prosperous yes
0: and jesus said he came to seek and save the lost like like his goal was to seek and save the lost he put the church as his top priority that his life death and resurrection was to set her free and so i've got a couple i've got a couple verses um The first one is, is going to be in Matthew 20. Mm. Uh, it's a It's called a mother's request verses 20 through 28. I'm just going to paraphrase, but this is when the mother of Zebedee's son came to Jesus to, to ask a favor of him. So, um, the the sons their their mothers like hey we want them to be seated at your right and your left hand yeah. so there's oh, a favor yeah, a request yeah, yeah. We, we 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 want something and there was a there was a selfish attitude yeah. and so in general to say how to not weaponize scripture or toxic masculinity is just get rid of selfishness yep. I don't know that any of that stuff the toxic masculinity or weaponizing I don't know that that can be done in selflessness mm-mm, so that mm-mm. might be one of our big principles is like as I seek to serve others and not be served myself. And look what Jesus says in verse 28, just as the son of man, that's Jesus's uh, name for himself, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so it's like, hey, Christians are little Christ we're supposed to be like Jesus WWJD right yeah. what, what, what did you know what would Jesus do or I almost like the WDJD like what did Jesus, Jesus do? do go back and look at it and what he says is that he didn't come to be served yeah. so when we think about how we should be served and what I want and I'm selfish, that's a huge red flag.
1: And the cool thing is, I know you're going to preach in two weeks on freedom. And the verse that you were uh, sharing with me earlier speaks to this as well. And uh, yes. which one is that again? Yeah. So Galatians 5.13 says, for you were
0: called to freedom, brothers. Not Do not only use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, mm-hmm. but through love serve one another. And so my sermon is going to be like, you're everyone is called to freedom. It's right before the 4th of July god is calling you to freedom and at the same time it's not to be selfish to be selfish
1: well and that's the thing that we were just talking about is the people who weaponize the people who are the nominal christians or the people who are you like and this is something you can check yourself if you if you go to if you're using scripture to win an argument like to be right or if you're using uh scripture to tell someone to to feel better and to maybe put them down or something like that, or to or to get one over on them, it's like that is for the flesh. That is for you feeling better. That is for you feeling more powerful. That is the the danger that we're talking about. That is weaponizing. And it says it right there, don't use your freedom to make yourself better and for yourself, use it for service and to help yeah. other peoples be free. And that can be that test whenever you're doing that is you stop and say, was that for me? Or was that for the sanctification of the people in the room?
0: Yep. Amen. And what I want to leave our our listeners with uh, for this week, the challenge is, do you hear God calling you to freedom? Galatians 5.13 says he's calling us to freedom here's the problem. If you look at Romans chapter 7, it's Paul talking about, man, this body that Mm -hmm. we're stuck in, this flesh that we wear, it does not want to serve other people and be selfless and listen to God. It wants to be selfish and do what it wants. So God is calling you to freedom. Do you hear that call? But then check your filter because our bodies don't want to listen to that call and our bodies don't want to serve others. So this week, let's hear that call to freedom. Let's be free, men and women, but let's immediately check our self Filter and be like, how can I love and serve one another? As I lay my life down, I can give others new life, just like Jesus did—not in a salvific way, but it's like as I—I die to myself, I die to my selfish things, but that actually fosters life and opportunity and freedom in others.
1: And so the me that lives now is a new me. It's that changing of the mind that we call repentance. It's that new life in that living water of Jesus Christ.
0: And may we be a church that embodies that, because that will be contagious in the best way.
1: So have fun doing that, everybody. It's super easy. Just joking. It's it's hard. (laughs) We have to work on it. So that's going to be a challenge. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that, and we'll hopefully can carry that till uh, next Sunday and beyond.
0: Let's do that. Let's talk about that next week. Let's talk about how we are mindful to be selfless uh, and die to self. All right. That's our cool, challenge. Yeah. Casey so. and I, we're not, we're not going to prescribe anything to you that we won't do ourselves. So let's work on that. Accountability. Thing. We'll see you next week.